I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me remotely today from Milton is Fred Munzert, the Director of the Milton Theater. Welcome, Fred. Hello, Paul. How are you doing, my friend? It's been a while since we spoke. In fact, it was a, another world ago, I think. It was definitely another world. <laughs> so we're in the midst of COVID-19 uh, with no immediate end in, in the, uh, in the uh, future that we see, although things have certainly changed uh, since mid-March. Let's, uh, let's go back to the beginning. You, uh, a kudo to you for a, an ambitious effort to uh, do quite a bit of programming uh, since you reopened. Um, and uh, continue to uh, face that challenge of bringing in audiences, providing safety for them uh, with meaningful programming. But let's go back to the beginning. Mid-March hits, uh, you, you get word as we all do that the state is basically closing down. What, uh, how were you impacted initially? What, what did you have to do? What kind of thought processes were you going through back in March? Oh boy, how to put that into words, I'm not even sure. I'll tell you that that week, I was actually in New York City. Um, and uh, Wednesday night of that week, that would have been the 11th of March, we went to see a show and there was all this rumbling, you know, going on in the city, of course. And we had already said, you know, should we go, shouldn't we go? We decided to go. And uh, you, you really... Midtown and Times Square and that whole area was just a buzz. Everyone, whether you knew them or not, was talking about what was happening. And uh, so we knew something was up. That was the 11th, the 12th, that Thursday, we had tickets to see a show that night. And about one o'clock in the afternoon, I get an email and said, your show's been canceled. Um, Broadway is shutting down. And I thought, that is a joke. That, that can't possibly be an accurate email. So I started, of course, frantically going through news stations and all that. And sure enough, um, they were shutting it down and fast. And uh, I, I would say, you know, it, it, it was almost like a motion picture going on because we took off for the train station. I said, we need to get on a train and get going. Um, the 13th of March is when we shut down here in, in the Milton Theater in Delaware. And of course, nationwide, that's, that's the date a lot, a lot happened. We actually had an artist uh, on a plane um, coming from LA to do a show that Friday night. And um, in the air, we made the decision along with everybody else that we were shutting down and turned him around in the airport here on the East Coast to head right back to the West Coast. Um, I don't even know how to put into words other every imaginable emotion. I was terrified. I really thought it was the end of everything. I thought, how can we shutter this theater again? Selfishly, I know. Um, but, you know, it, it took us a while to really figure out. We just began canceling things. Um, we really, as the, as the refunds and cancellations started piling up, started talking about how there was just no way out mm -hmm. of this at all. It just seemed impossible to get out of it. <clears throat> And, you know, that was March 13th. By, I would say, you know, end of April, beginning of May, we're participating in all these online meetings with business people and state and representatives. And, and I, I immediately got on the phone with everybody I knew and said, we need to be part of the conversation. You've got to let us at least be at the table and contributing. And we, 
were charged by uh, four of our legislators to put together a plan. They said, just put it on paper. We got together with our staff, did a, a, a one-page plan. And by the way, our staff at that point was one paid person and two volunteers. We had 30 contractors and employees working here on March 13th wow. and had to let everyone just about go. Yeah. Um, and so we, we, we put it on the table and put it in the mix and said, you know, we, we want to be part of the conversation. And we were grateful to see some of those things actually appear in phase one. Um, and we made the decision to open up. We decided that we're going to, even if it's a single comedian playing to 12 people in a space or outside or in the backyard, mm -hmm. we're going to open up in some way. And that's kind of where it all started for us reopening. Now you had had, you had plans in the works uh, and you were already using, I think, that uh, outdoor space. Weren't you adjacent to the building? Yeah, we're really, really grateful to have that space on the river. And that's, that's been a salvation for us in a lot of ways because it's where people are most comfortable going now. Even though the crowds are still very small, um, we can socially distance more people out there than we can inside. And we started doing, you know, programs. We started just immediately, again, going, what has one mic? <laughs> a guy with a guitar has one mic. You know, a comedian has one mic, you know, and... And, and we started booking, rebooking things after having canceled. Now we're ca canceled almost, I guess, we're up to seven months of events mm -hmm. um, because many of the things we do are, are national acts and they just can't work routing out at this point. Um, right, right. Actually work. Um, so thankful that part of our philosophy was always to involve the guy down the street and the guy coming from the other side of the world. So we just said, okay, we got to focus on the guy down the street right now. And we sent emails out and said, if you can drive in and out on the same day, if you have a small act that you can socially distance, submit to us a plan and we'll decide whether or not we can do it. And that's how we got to where we are now. We're back to doing four events a week. Um, still small audiences. We can do about 120 indoors and about 130 or plus outside, but we don't generally have that many. I would say an average is 60 to 70 folks. Uh, you know, people aren't, all, everyone's not ready right now, right, but right. I want to present it for people who are and that, you know, are going to play by the rules and <laughs> do what needs to happen. <laughs> now, are, are you set up, uh, so the four days you're operating are Thursday through Sunday, right? Yes, that's correct. Now, are you, are you scheduling shows uh, in such a way that it, it, if it's an outdoor performance, but there's inclement weather, you can move them indoors? Or how are you doing that? Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. And some people, you know, we tell them up front, it'll move inside if it rains. We've moved a number in. And some people who aren't ready for that, they just say, you know, donate our ticket. You know, we want you to keep going. And, and we play outside and we now have a whole set of, fans that they tailgate in the parking lot right next to kind of on the other side of the river and they'll they'll say to us we're not ready to come in where all those people are even though we're socially distanced and all that and everyone's wearing masks um but they come and give donations at the gate our, our folks walk around with t-shirts and sell t-shirts like concerts back in the day t-shirts in the parking lot and they're super generous they really have been great i think they're just thankful to have something to do yeah yeah now, have you found uh that you're getting any new audiences because you're outdoors more or? 
Yeah, we've had to reinvent, you know, here in Sussex County and our, our probably about 60% of our audience was really, you know, 60 years of age and older, which as we all know is a high risk age. So we, we've lost quite a few of them. So we've, we've tried to, you know, change a little bit of what we're doing, um, change the target audience uh, and, and, and just see if we can, you know, keep things going with that. And, you know, it's, it kind of varies across ages who's ready and who's not anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's, we're super excited to be doing it. It's been stressful. You know, um, we, for about a month, people were angry and they were tired of being pent up. And so that was coming out in all kinds of interesting ways. Um, but it's settled down some now and, and people have kind of gotten the hang of things. So I feel like people are celebrating more, which that's what live art should be. It's an escape. It's a time to go and slip away into something other than the world you usually live in. And my God of all times, if we ever needed that, this is that time, right? <laughs> I, I was kidding you before we went on the air that I, I saw on your website that you are COVID-19 customer protection standards certified. What, what did you have to go through with uh, local and state health officials to uh, get that okay to open? Yeah, so a lot of it, the thing that has been, you know, cumbersome through, this, through all of this is it's really a kind of a paper process and an individual process. We had to submit a plan. We had to say we're doing these things and be subject to uh, an inspection, of course, in that respect. And we've gone, you know, we've gone a little bit further than the requirements and we are asking our customers to do a little bit more. Um, you know, we really want people to feel okay uh, mm-hmm. about, you know, being in that environment. If they're ready to come out, you know, this is just the emotional and psychological side of all this, um, you know, has really affected all of us. And not everyone's ready to do that. But, you know, as they are, we want them to know that, you know, this, these are the things and we try and explain to them and show them pictures. Like, see, here's a picture of people sitting in the theater. Here's a, here's a picture of people lined up to get in the theater. So they can visually see, oh, okay, that, that, that makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Well, I, I want to continue with this. Let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Our guest in, uh, joining me today remotely is Fred Munzer, the director of the Milton Theater in Milton, Delaware. Uh, Fred, with, um, with the planning that you had to do, the, the preparations, um, with your audiences, are, are you... Have you found that, that they have over time become more comfortable with having to, to take the precautions that you're asking them to take? Yeah, week by week, people are getting used to the routine. You know, we get in our routines and we don't want them to change. And this was a forced change for the entire planet. You know, none of us in our lifetime have ever really gone through something like this. So it's, it's overwhelming on all aspects. Uh, and then if you add to that, that you may be dealing with, you know, the financial impact, the health impact and otherwise, um, it, it's going to take time. And we see people each week getting uh, more and more comfortable with it. There's the good and bad that comes with that, because as you get too comfortable, then you kind of get lax. And we really have to stay 
you know, keep people focused with keeping their hands washed and sanitizing and wearing the mask and being distant. And we have, we have some fun and kind of clever, uh, we think anyway, voiceovers that play throughout our events, you know, just reminding people that, you know, we're kind of playing in a new world right now and let's just play nice. Yeah. Uh, and and they, they, they understand, but we all need to be reminded too, you know. Did you ever dream that uh, running an arts facility, you would have to be a quasi health expert? <laughs> uh, no, I am an artist at heart. And, you know, back in 2008, when we were doing a school with 500 students a week after school program, and that hit, we lost over half our students overnight, 30 teachers working there. And I, I sat in a meeting and I said, if the artist can't be creative in this time, who can? Yeah. And so I said the same thing to our staff that we had remaining. And as we've added a few back, we're back up to seven now. Um, I said, we, we are the artists. So we, if we can't be creative and help others be creative, I don't know who in the world can be. So yeah, it's, it's hard and, and it's, it's challenging and frustrating and all of those things. But I've been doing this my entire life since I was a child. I've worked in the arts and I don't know what else to do. So I've got to find a way to make it work. And we hear that over and over again from artists. The band was in here this week and he, the lead singer said, what else am I going to do? You know, I used to work for this much, but now I'm working for this much and I, there's nothing else I can do. So that's really the heart of an artist to me. And that's really where we are. And it's why we opened up so quickly and got back in the game and, and sat at the table and, and demanded our voice and requested our voice be heard. Um, I don't know what else to do. So we're going to keep putting this out there, hopefully bring joy, laughter, and we can cry together too if we need to. Um, but that's what art is about. And we yeah. desperately need that now. I know some venues can't do it. We're, we are fortunate to be a lot more flexible than some just by our design and I'm grateful for that. And my heart just goes out to those that are not able to reopen right now because of, you know, so many conditions. Yeah. Well, let's segue to the artists and the programming, which you, you've touched on. I, I can only imagine that the artists you are able to bring in are grateful for the opportunity uh, because those opportunities are so limited right now. Yeah, they are. And, and we are finding people uh, to be extremely grateful. And almost every week we have somebody on our stage that says, this is the first show I'm doing since March. Yeah. yeah. And uh, thank you for, for letting me get back on a stage. And, and, you know, I've always taught my students, whether you're playing for one or 1,000 or 50,000, you give the same because the heart of an artist is just that. It's just always on fire. Um, and, and that's what that's about. It's that need to just, if it's a handful, I'll do it. If it's a few hundred, I'll do it, whatever it is. And that's been my philosophy my whole life. And that certainly is coming into play now. Um, but I, countless artists though, that have told me they've, they've left art full time. They don't ever see themselves going back because they've had to do other things mm -hmm. because they've supported their families and paid their mortgages and they, they just went to another career yeah, that, that's so very sad. So very sad. So as you reach out to the artists, are you, um, I've, you, you've touched on this. The nature of your programming has changed. Where the artists are coming from has, have changed. What, what has been your focus in 
the type of programming you're you're trying to offer? So we're trying to offer um, you know the 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 small the smallest amount of artists on the stage at a time. So really, a single person with a microphone and an instrument works great for us. We we re- our requirements uh, currently are they have to be able to drive in and out on the same day. Um, obviously, they have to be able to meet the financial requirements, which are very very stringent compared to where we were before. Um, but we have had bands of four people and we can social distance on our stage, you know, up to probably eight or 10 people playing instruments, but we try and keep it really minimal because it just makes it easier backstage and load ins and all of those things. So really our average is like two to three. We've had some groups of four, but we keep it as minimal as we can. And we of course do, um, you know, last year started doing original musical theater productions and we put all of that on hold. We've canceled three, four productions now this year um, because of that. That's just too hard. And um, I, I, I don't know when that's going to come back to us, to be honest, as, as a world. <laughs> that's, that's a tough one and breaks my heart because you and I both, that's, that's been our passion for many, many, many years. Yeah, now, I mean, as a theater person, and, and my wife is also, we've, we've had many discussions about, you know, what would a backstage look like, or a dressing room, or a green room, or, you know, and, you know, I, I, you know, that's something, you know, taking care of the audience is one thing, you know, in the house, and in the lobby, and yeah. you know, at the box office, but, you know, how, how do you accommodate the, uh, the performers? Yeah. Um, all the, the different spaces that they need and the, you know, all of those considerations. Yeah. We're fortunate to have a good amount of backstage space um, to social distance. And what we're doing, or we're doing cabaret style shows. We'll have two or three singers and a live band and um, we'll do a lot of solos and a couple of duets where they're socially distanced on the stage, each person having their own microphone the whole time. And we are finding that the theater world is liking that because they're getting a piece of theater right. you know, without having, you know, all the, the, the full production aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our way of kind of meeting that need and, and, and getting some people on our stage. And we even have so many actors in the state of Delaware that their tours have been canceled and their shows have been canceled and they've been reaching out to us saying, hey, if you could put us in one of those cabarets, we just, we just want to get on the stage and sing a song. Uh, yeah, so yeah. That's, we're, we're glad to be able to do that too. Have you reached out to any performers who have said, I'm just not ready to get back on stage yet? A lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, we're all in the same boat. So we all are kind of experiencing the same emotions and we've had quite a few people. Uh, we have some people who performed, you know, every, one or two months here as a regular that the audiences love that have said, let's talk in 2021. I just don't see myself doing anything till then, even if, you know, whatever happens in the next few months, yeah. and they're just putting things on hold. And I think for some of us, it's, it's a way of coping with it. It's just, I can't, I can't deal with the added stress. And this has been stressful running. There's been a lot of added stress and I've had my moments of yeah. thinking we have waited. Um, and I always come back around to no, we shouldn't have, but, you know, it is incredibly stressful, uh, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any uh, challenges that you're facing we haven't talked about or, or, uh, or, or silver linings, I should say? 
the Let's challenge the positive side. Yeah. What are the silver linings you've seen in this? The silver linings are the joy that people get by sitting in, you know, in a live art setting. We all know that that's the beauty of it. You get to escape someplace else and you can laugh at a comedian or cry at a song or be taken back to a memory that you're reminded of because that, that thing reminds you of it. And time and time again, in every single performance, people keep saying to us, thank you so much, please stay open. We need this. We had someone donate their tickets back to us recently, which people have been doing quite often. Uh, we had a band that had to cancel a week and a half ago because of the travel restrictions suddenly put on us mm -hmm. as Delaware has been on and off. And 95% of the audience donated their tickets back to the theater. Wow. And one of the people, I'll never forget this email, the person said, you don't understand. We need you more than you need us. Please take these tickets and stay open. Hmm. That's the silver lining for me. Yeah. The beauty of, again, my whole life, my philosophy has been that art should be a grassroots thing. At the Milton Theater, 100% of our operations, every payroll check, every electric bill, every single bill is paid by ticket sales, 100% for the past almost seven years. Yeah. And that, I just think, is critical. Um, that's also what's helped us stay alive in a sense, but it's also hurt us because we have no ticket sales now. So right. we're right. low ticket sales, low ticket right. sales. Because you're limited in the num number of tickets you can sell. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a catch-22 in that sense, but I really believe it comes from grassroots and we continue to survive on that. Yeah. that that's what art should be and needs to be. Well, in the 30 seconds we have left, how can people find out more information about the Milton Theater and what you're doing? MiltonTheater.com, everything is there. All of the shows, how to donate, how to get involved in our capital campaign, which we're still moving forward with, putting a balcony in in 2021, how to be a volunteer. All of those things are right there, MiltonTheater.com. Great. Well, Fred Monsert from the Milton Theater, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Paul. It's always a joy.